Okay, so I have to record this podcast episode right now as it is on my mind. And it is about love bombing, which seems harmless at first, but now that I see it, I have been a quote unquote victim to love bombing for my past significant interactions and relationships. While you may think it's romantic that someone's obsessed with you right away, and you may think, oh, this is secure, this person really likes me, and that's what makes it secure. Actually, y'all, no, not really. I would love to help you see the lights and help you get out of the love bombing um, obsessions and, you know, learn how to spot the signs. Okay, let's go. Hello, welcome, or welcome back to my podcast. My name is Ariel, and I have been on dating apps since, I mean, since before the pandemic, but I'm not going to lie, I dated the most during the pandemic than I ever had before. And I wasn't like a huge dater before, but it's, it's interesting how, you know, people turn to dating apps and video chatting when they are, you know, lonely and have nothing else to do. Well, anyway, I, well, since Valentine's Day is coming up, maybe I can edit this before Valentine's Day. I was on my dating apps, uh, lately just to be like, you know, who else is out there? Maybe Valentine's Day is probably not the best first date or second date for a lot of people. But, you know, I decided to see what was out there, see what, see what people want to do. So story time, they like, well, story time from previous relationships. And then I'll get into my most current story time. I have had this tendency to meet people on like on these dating apps and kind of get into like and play a very empathetic role and if you are listening to this podcast you are also a highly sensitive person and probably an empath or an introvert or just generally someone who feels into their feelings (laughs) and so you are likely someone that people can, you know, a shoulder to cry on for other people. And when you're like that for other people, they will either run away from you because they do not want to feel their feelings at all, or they'll cling on to you and, and have this possibly false perception that you are there to, to be their therapist. And, you know, in most cases, be their therapist only. Like, and that's a toxic thing that I never realized in myself, where I had been in these relationships, I'd been in these situationships with guys who had a lot of traumas that I was open to hearing about. And I would talk to them about their issues, and they would always praise me for it. They would think I was awesome. And because they were praising me for helping them, I was like, oh, okay, they appreciate me. This is healthy. This is give and take. Plus... As an empath, hypersensitive person, since our strength is is emotions and is helping others, that helped me feel somewhat in control because I was doing the thing that this person couldn't. And so in some ways, I had the upper hand and they would have to rely on me. That is a key thing to understand here. When you are the empath, 
um, in a relationship with a possible narcissist or when you're just the empath playing therapist to someone who is going through a mentally hard time and who is codependent on you. And overall, like, this creates a really bad codependent dynamic. And I would end up, like, after, like, a month or a couple months with these types of people, feeling drained. Because not only did I allow this person to think I was a therapist, but I didn't show them much as my personality. I didn't end up talking about myself as much. Or when I did, I would ignore the fact that they couldn't give me the same amount of listening and care as they had or as I had given them. And when it came to my own problems, oftentimes, this this happened the most with my most recent ex-boyfriend, oftentimes they would just kind of stare at me blankly and or they wouldn't know what to do. And I could tell that it was coming out of a good place. They would want to help me. But a lot of the times these guys were good at, you know, opening doors, acts of service, like buying me shit, like that sort of thing. But when it came to emotional needs, I never got any of that. And in this case, I know that there are, you know, the idea is opposites attract, whatever. But in this case, I don't think this type of opposite situation is ever healthy because essentially you're saying you will be the only like you'll be much, much more emotionally available to this other person who is probably barely emotionally available, which is why they need to cling on to you so hard because you're the one helping them figure out their feelings. And then they're just kind of giving you attention, which you think you like, which Okay, I will say, as a person who's been empathic, introverted, and hypersensitive her whole life, it feels nice to be appreciated for, for exactly that, for being sensitive and to listen and for listening to other people. So when you do find a person, even if they are narcissistic, there's this weird. It's not on purpose, but for me, I've realized there's this thing where again you get a sense of control because it's like this person really needs me for what I'm good at. But then the whole relationship is about them. Yeah. So anyway, so that often happens. And someone who's narcissistic, or I'm going to also say codependent or anxious, anxious attached, is that when you like overdo things and you overdo actions? Yeah. So those types are usually attracted to me. And so usually what will happen is at the beginning, we'll find out that, you know, maybe I play like this listener role, but this other person is really extroverted and active and then ends up obsessed with me. And I think it's because I'm, I'm playing this sort of receptive role and all they want to do is do, do, do at me. And like, that's kind of nice and flattering at first. And if you're following like typical masculine feminine dynamics, then it's nice to be in the receptive role and for and to have someone like give you like be providing. So that's good at first. But usually how these things end up is the guy kind of will text you a lot. I will even not even text first. So they'll text me a lot. Then I get used to them texting me. And then 
if they don't text me, I'm like, oh, something's wrong. And then I'm like, I don't think it's up to me to deal with this. And then I realize, why was it never, like, why was he in control of all this? And so right away, you see the person who is more active in the relationship is setting the tone. And, you know, you already know that. But this person ends up doing things at me where it's like, yeah, maybe what I would like is a particular type of food or whatever, but they kind of, they go along. Basically, this type of person can fit you into a template of whatever idea of romance I think they they think they want. So I would be going on dates with my boyfriend and being like, oh, I like these this type of food. And then he'll be like, yeah, no, but it's more it's more romantic when you go to an Italian restaurant. And it's like, this isn't personalized to me. This is per, this is according to whatever is idealized in your head. I could be plugged in and out like by like other people. I don't have to be individual in this situation. That's the other issue with being the empath, the one who's a listener, to another person, whether they're narcissistic, codependent, anxious, detached, or whatever. Because you don't have to have show up in your personality. You don't have to be your own per- like individual self. And they don't have to do anything but actions at you. And they don't have to sit and listen to you. They don't have to invest more about your interests. They just need to do all the actions to keep you hooked. I mean, we know this, but it is a hard thing when you are someone who is empathic, introverted, hypersensitive, whatever, someone who cares about feelings, because if you present yourself as dominantly like that in, in a relationship, you're always going to be disappointed that you you won't get your own energy back. And it's very frustrating for me because I don't know that I've tried to purposely seek out someone with a similar level of emotional availability to me. And here's where us as empaths specifically need to look inside and need to look at our personal toxic traits. The toxic trait is we want to feel in control by by using emotions, honestly. Like, like I, I remember there was a time a couple of years ago where I kept getting these sort of narcissistic dudes obsessed with me and who would like me right away, who would want to date me. And it was, and it was just like, I... I didn't realize that it was because I gave off like such a like such a like understanding and like caring energy. That's nice, but that was taken advantage of, obviously. And these people don't aren't aware of that. Some of them are purposely, but some of them aren't. So it's interesting that like this is more so a pattern that I had in dating a couple years ago that I've learned from that I've that I've started to grow from. And then recently I got back on my dating apps and it was funny because it was almost a test. Like there is one dude who like I was I should have read the signs right away, but I found myself getting excited too fast. So this guy was like, oh, I want to meet you, and was really persistent about it. And then he started texting me a lot. And then 
he started making a lot of plans to go hang out and to do a lot of things. And then I tell him, look, it's been raining pretty hard like this week. Let's hang out after that. And he was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then he doesn't text me for days after that. And, and likely this person is just off trying to date the next person who will see him immediately. But it was so funny how he was acting obsessed and and in that way like somewhat love bomby right away and it's very like dangerous falling for love bombing because you think constant attention equals oh that's loyalty you think constant attention means like oh genuine interest in you as a person so you have to dispel those myths no not all the time constant attention means they want to get what they want. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it is because they're genuine, though it could. And constantly, you know, I would say if you have a person coming at you with that much energy at first, see how they are if you try to calm that down. This is what I didn't do with this person yet. But what I did do, which is better than what I'd done before, I wasn't super codependent on, like, once he wasn't texting me, I wasn't like, oh my god, why isn't he texting me? Like, I wasn't obsessed with it once he cut it off. So that's also what people will do on purpose. They will throw so much attention at you, cut it off, see how you'll react to it, whether consciously or subconsciously. And then, and then they know they can gauge how much interest you have in them. And then they'll start playing with you because then they'll know, oh, oh, I have her hooked now. Because this is such an interesting tactic. Like, and I guess that's kind of what people do all the time. Like when they give, 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 and the other person's so used to receiving, they suddenly like, you know, cut off like the sugar or whatever. And then you're left like, wait a minute, I, I have withdrawal, you know? That's so manipulative. And again, sometimes it's, it's not, it's subconsciously that they do that. But yeah, that's a surefire sign that someone is love bombing you. And the main issue with this, like, it's hard because, especially if you're younger and you're not sure what love is, you don't need to dive deeper into your traumas yet. That's kind of what you think like and love is. It's attraction. It's obsession. And because you feel obsessed, you must actually really like them. Because you're so anxious to see them. Because you get a heavy attraction feeling like for them. That must mean that this is real, right? And it's so funny how like... I kind of got this intuitive feeling right after this guy was like, like right after I rain checked on this guy, I had this intuitive energy. Like I felt his energy get cut off. So that is the major empath in me where like I could tell sometimes, see if you guys are like this, if you're also really intuitive, do you feel someone's energy in you? Like if you feel someone who likes you, like if you tap, if you kind of, even if they're not in front of you, if you try to tap into the, their energy, do you feel like it's connected? Do you feel them thinking about you? Do you feel that they have thought about you in a certain way? I had this feeling this whole past week. And then immediately, like right after we rain checked, I felt that get 
suddenly cut off. And I was like, yeah, no, he doesn't like me anymore. He wants to, he, he wants to move on to the next. And it was so weird. <laughs> but yeah, I have fallen victim to love bombing. And this time around, I at least caught myself as he was about to like flip the switch. And so I was like, okay, huh, I can handle this. There's a little bit of disappointment, but it was mostly at myself for allowing myself to be so excited at first. And here's the thing, you get to be excited and I want you to be excited and giddy and have that infatuation feeling. Like infatuation isn't a crime, okay? And like you can't like immediately build genuine connection right at the get-go. And I think that's the point of this whole thing. Like, love bombing is cute, but, like, (laughs) if it doesn't have a stronger foundation in something more genuine, then it's just someone who wants the idea of a relationship, you know? And it does actually take time And it doesn't necessarily have to take time or a long time, but if something is real, now I haven't really reached that yet, but if something is more genuine and more trustworthy, keyword trustworthy, and not just, you know, not just for the sake of it, then it will probably not need to be rushed it's kind of understood. You're probably going through a period of like growth by understanding this person. Like you love interacting with them. It doesn't like, I will say like the way that a lot of anxious attacked people work or a lot of love bombers work, they're doing things at you because they're afraid of the time in between when you might realize that you're not genuinely compatible And so they keep doing the romantic things in place of a real connection. So maybe a real connection doesn't have to take time or so much time per se, but I will say I don't think it needs to be so anxiously attached, so rushed either. So yeah, red, like to sum up, red flags for love bombing are someone throwing a lot of like romantic gestures at you without necessarily having a foundation of trying to get to know you more before that. Um, yeah, someone trying to make plans right away. Uh, someone probably like subtly taking control, which might seem romantic because they're asking you out on dates and stuff. But again, without really getting to know you more or taking time. Someone who seems to be in a rush, especially if they're in a rush, this guy, like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) I think I'm fine. But this guy was immediately like, I want to be in a relationship. And so right there, I probably should have heard, yeah, I want something now. It's kind of what this guy said. And Sometimes, like, and I had a little bit of an intuitive feeling about him that something was off. Read and read into that feeling if you get it. You know, you get a little bit of the ick. And I was already getting a little bit of the ick on and off with him. But, okay. And with love bombing, watch yourself. So make sure you're not just in it to just do stuff. I think that's what I wanted. I really just wanted, on my end honestly a similar thing to the love bomber me as the love bomber I was like 
I kind of just want to do things. I want to have a Valentine's Day day. I want to go have activities. Like, and it genuinely, like, wasn't about really falling in love. I was like, I just kind of want a romantic buddy. And, like, that's not bad, but just readjust what you're looking for, your expectations. Understand, you know, like, where, like, try to be upfront with what you're looking for and your boundaries, you know? But, yeah, it is okay to be infatuated, to be someone who listens, to even be in a relationship that is still somewhat uneven because, I mean, by nature, a lot of the times women or the more, like, feminine energy in the relationship are going to be better at being emotionally open, and that's fine. But within reason, like, I think you can tell when someone starts to be unhealthy and love bombing. Okay, maybe more on this later. But until next time, peace and love. Bye-bye.